Welcome to Movie Film Studios, the only podcast that takes you inside the mind of two film studio executives as we unravel and re-ravel the best that Hollywood has to offer. I'm Isaac. And I'm AJ. And this week we employed a secret agent to water slide directly into Jeremy Renner's face. Also, we can bring you our own legally distinct version. But before we bring you something original, it's time to check in on the last feature film we released in Box Office Report. Uh, of course, last week we released the film... Plunge. Plunge, yes. Yeah, it was, was a... Um, Written, a- directed, produced, acted in, sets built by, visual effects by three actors. Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yep. Uh, uh, Gary Oldman. And Natalie Portman. And Natalie Portman, yes. It was a um, a psychological isolation uh, trap puzzle yes. thriller set- slash marriage <laughs> proposal. Set in the sewer. Set in the sewers. Yes. Uh, how did we go? How did that well, one pan out? So the film itself... Moderate success. Uh, the critical reception, quite high. Not a lot of hits on Mufuzawa yet. I think okay. it, um, it's a little bit highbrow for most of our audience who are used to us releasing films like Steel Chalk or uh, Cretaceous on the Seat of Life. Yeah. However, the three actors who uh, controlled the entire production, so we, we employed three actors and we decided that they would do everything. We would hand over all duties to them. We handed them the password as well to Mufuzawa and they uploaded it and did all that. The thing is, though, um, they've cracked into a new market, a new money-making market that had we made the film, we would have been rolling in it right now. Okay. So, as you're aware, uh, Plunge was set in a sewer. Yeah. Now, they couldn't get the rights to actually shoot in a sewer so they had to go somewhere and build one. So they went to another country uh, and they built a full sewer system in some random country somewhere. But the thing is, they did such a good job of building that sewer that they've now combined and made a standalone company and all they do is make sewers. Oh, right. I mean, I've, I've heard of people shooting in like Eastern Europe, yeah. like in Bucharest or Budapest. Yeah. Um, no, but, they, but, they I couldn't mean, get permission. Oh, right. So, so, so but they actually shot in a poor country and started building they just built sewers, infrastructure. Yeah. yeah. So the film itself, moderate success, their company as like a sewer construction company through the roof. They're like, they've, they've hit the stock exchange now. They're, they're raking it in. And I'm just kicking myself that we've missed out on yet another money-making opportunity. We, we did a little bit of this with the apart square bracket Ments, mm. where we we built... The actual apart square bracket man. I know. Uh, had a reality TV show of the yeah. building of the building. Yeah. Shot in the building. Yep. And then sold the building off. Are you sure they haven't trod on our own intellectual property in this infrastructure cinema market? Ooh, hang on. Because, like, I, f- I feel as though we have grounds to, to at to least say c- part of the stake of this con- company yeah? is ours. Ooh. This is interesting. We n- we're going to need a lawyer for this. I don't. I think we just leave it then. I think I, I am <laughs> have such a lawyer phobic now uh, that uh, just if if it anything sort of comes up, I'm just so just inclined to back down. And go, it's just not worth it in the end. If if it's if they're going to lawyer up, then I'm backing off. Yeah, uh, yeah. Look, uh, I wish those three actors the best of luck with their endeavors in the sewerage construction game. Um, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I didn't see, I didn't watch Plunge on Mephisto um, Wooder. Mm. I did um, stumble across a video on YouTube, um, which was titled uh, "The Most Random and Bizarre Wedding Proposal Ever," and I'm like, <laughs> "Oh, what's this? Uh, this is a nice little sort of YouTube video." Yeah. Clicked on it. Someone had uploaded the entire Plunge movie oh. onto YouTube and had rebranded it as a, a crazy wedding oh, proposal. So no wonder no one's watched it yeah. yet. I mean, that that had gone viral. That had uh, three or four million views in, yep. the, in the week that it's been out. Oh, so. Okay. 
Um, and that has uh, that I didn't realize it hadn't translated across. So I didn't yep. realize that our actors had gone off and instead of doing oh, their yeah. press junket, I can see it on YouTube here now. I just uh, started building their own sewers. Yeah, and look at the ads underneath the uh, video on oh, there. Oh God! What do you think it is? It's for a for sewage- a certain sewage construction company. Yeah. All right. Let's get on with this week in trailers. Uh, number one off the ranks is Action Point, starring Johnny Knoxville. And his ragtag crew of stunt people. Or the ones that are left, at least. Exactly. <laughs> that's uh, that's a bit mean. I'm sorry, Bam. Um, so this is a film sort of in a similar vein to, I think, his last film, which was Bad Grandpa, which I, well, it, it starts off like that. The trailer starts yeah. off, you're sort of thinking, oh, it's a sequel to Bad Grandpa because it's Johnny Knoxville again in the old man makeup. You know what they've done? Mm. They've done our, our version of... Uh, John Cusack from yes. uh, Trim Paddles of yes, Destiny and absolutely. Billy vs. the Machine yep. where they've taken a character from another film and then made an unrelated film using the same character yep. I suppose in both films that person is the the protagonist the central feature yep. uh, but uh, in this one yeah same same character of the bad grandpa who was in the film Bad Grandpa yep. is now telling a story to his grandchild about his heyday back in the 70s when he ran an amusement park yes uh, and the concept for this amusement park, so the amusement park is losing money, they're losing uh, attendance, and so Johnny Knoxville has this grand idea to make an amusement park that has no bearing on safety whatsoever. So no effort put into safety, it's just all out as intense as you can get for all of the rides and all of the amusements on there. QA montage sequence of uh, Johnny's character kind of testing all the rides and getting thrown through walls and and sliding off a, a water slide and and being catapulted through the air and and so on and so forth. Yeah, so I mean the again the the black screen with all the word tags in this one are real stunts. Yeah. Real action, yeah. real crazy. And that's I mean that's what you get from I I'd heard recently that Johnny Knoxville had been taken to the emergency room 3 times. I'm not surprised. During the filming he of gets, this film. He gets flung through a wall and it's not CG. And he's what, 46 47. He's, he's 47 years old. Yeah. Um I kind of like this, to be honest. Is I, I do too. Bad Grandpa was all right, but it was it was very much shot in that sort of mockumentary style. Uh, also, sort of guerrilla shooting where he'd yeah. interact with real people, yep. and they weren't aware that he was Johnny Knoxville. Yeah, there was a series of loose sketches, sort of like you know, gotcha. Yeah, um, you know, you're on candid, candid camera, sort of That's sketches, right, yeah. loosely told as a road trip with a, a grandfather and grandson. This is much, much more scripted. Yeah, it feels like. Um, Adventureland or the way way back, which yes. is the nostalgic summer, having spent worked in a in a low budget um, amusement park, and both of those films are great. Yeah, uh, and this one has the same feel, and it's got yeah, it's got a, a strict sort of strong narrative, a strong yeah. script, and then if you want to see a guy get you know a squirrel eat his nuts or um, get launched with a catapult into yeah. the side of a barn or yep. fall off the edge fall through like some cheap plastic or yep. collide midair or swing on a rope that snaps and have him fall to the ground yeah. you get all that experience that you would get from a jackass film yeah. but you actually sort of get some sort of I imagine some I, sort of story that I kind of like it with the story I love that it gives it context because I've never been a huge fan of, of jackass I've always no. found it a bit you know like oh I, I cringe too much watching it but when there's a story behind it and you're kind of talking about a fictional character and even though you can see that the stunts are real, it kind of just makes it a little bit nicer to watch. And anyway, yeah, this seems kind of fun and it's kind of a good idea. Yeah. Like, in this age of regulations and black... Uh, sorry, red tape. Yes. Um, why not? And in an age of CG effects where you know that from the moment that it was supposed to be launched through the air, yeah. he was actually sort of pulled back and he's green screened out yep. at some CG... Yeah. Um, 
body that's ragdolled through a wall. Yeah. And like, uh, I mean, speaking of that, like, I'm sure Infinity Wars is just going to be full, oh, full of, of it, yeah. um, green screen action garbage. Yeah. Actually going, like... Like how would how would you do that stunt in the real world? And like that didn't that didn't look fake at all. And it's like no. it's because they actually launched him with a catapult <laughs> into the side of a wall, and you can see his legs sticking out because yeah. he didn't go all the way through the wall. Yep. I'm like that's a really weird choice from the director. I'm like it wasn't a choice. It was just how the stunt played out. <laughs> yeah, there's a sense in this film. So you do like you do get the occasional film that says yeah we've all done real stunts and so on and so forth, but they're so carefully choreographed and orchestrated and so perfectly executed that you're like yeah okay but every single safety measure was clearly used in that there was no danger whatsoever of this stunt going wrong all credit to stunt people i know that it's still dangerous but this film feels like so in the film itself in the story they've just sort of hobbled together a bunch of stuff to make these crazy new rides and it also feels like that's exactly what the film directors did as exactly, well yeah. like to make these stunts we're like oh we need to launch Johnny Knoxville through a wall uh, okay giant elastic band like Coyote and Roadrunner style um, and the angle yeah that's a roundabout right should we make the whole wall like breakable no just the top half like <laughs> it's fine we've done the calculations we'll go straight through it and obviously no he doesn't uh but yeah, quite fun. Quite a fun little uh, little film, potentially. Yeah. Okay, trailer number two. We're keeping the uh, comedy action streak going with The Spy Who Dumped Me, starring Mila Kunis, uh, Kate, McKinnon? Kate McKinnon, and other people whom I've now forgotten. Justin Theroux, yep. I think, plays the uh, eponymous spy. Yes. Um, it is a action comedy, as you mentioned, uh, in the same vein as... Spy or um, Spies Like Us yep. or uh, what was the Leslie Nielsen one? The uh, Naked Gun? No, no, no. The, no. Oh, like, uh, Spy Hard? Spy Hard, yep. Uh, look, I mean, the, the same sort of thing's been done numerous times and it's always a different recipe between action and comedy. Yes. It's like, you know, um, Spy Hard is like 80% comedy and yeah. 20% action. Um, this one looks like the other way around. Yep. The action sequences that they're doing in this are actually sort of the kind of action sequences you might actually find in a Bond film. Yeah. And then the premise is that um, Mila Kunis is dumped by her boyfriend and that it turns out that he is a spy for the FBI and she takes it upon herself to go after him or mm. find out what's going on. I and- think she's connected to him in some way via a, a USB device or something. She's got something... Whatever that it happens to be. Whatever it happens to be that the enemies actually want and so... Uh, her and Kate McKinnon are embroiled in a whole bunch of yeah. sequences where they're running away or being chased or being tortured and so on and so forth. Yeah, so person with not formal straight uh, spy training gets... Yep. What's the other one? The Man Who Knew Too Little is the Bill Murray one. Yep. It's just, like you said, it's been, it'd been done a dozen times before. Mm. And I looked at this one, I'm just like, is it by the same guys that did Spy? Because like Melissa yeah. McCarthy and a, a whole bunch of the similar SNL kind of people are in that one as well. Yep. Uh, different writer and director. Yep. Um, uh, done by a, a, a female director who'd uh, done a, a few other things, a play which got adapted yeah. into a screenplay. Susanna Fogel. Is the director of the spy who dumped me, and yeah, done a lot of television work. And, and I, th- I think the Wikipedia page says uh, this film tested so well with audiences, we've pushed back the release date. I mean, it's like what? I mean, good marketing <laughs> yeah, on Wikipedia. I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure that's the right place to be doing there it. Must but be, sure. There must be something coming out uh, when the film was meant to come out 
uh, Infinity War is has created a bubble yeah. in the release <laughs> schedule, and and literally everyone else has pushed their just release dates. The way, back. Yeah, just clear space for Infinity. Like yeah. this is the only film anyone is going to the cinemas I, to watch. I want to see yeah. what film is opening with Infinity Wars, or what films are opening with well, Infinity they pushed, Wars. They pushed Solo, didn't they? Or they, I think I, yeah. they've pushed. Well, I mean, like Disney wouldn't release two films like that in no. one go, but I just want to see what other studios are trying to release in the same time that Infinity Wars is coming out because it's it's hopeless. You've got no chance whatsoever. But anyway, yes, that was the Spy Who Dumped Me. Could be fun. I think Could like, be I, fun, I, yeah. I didn't enjoy Spy. I didn't no. enjoy where they derived the comedy from in that film. No. Uh, this one, again, potentially trying a little bit too hard to be funny. Mm. Um, but the as I said, the action sequences look really good. Yeah. Um, and uh, I do like Mila Kunis. She uh, chooses great projects. Yep. And there seems to be some good people on board. So, yeah, yeah uh, goes. excited to see how it goes. Indeed. All right, last film for the episode is a film called Tag, yeah. starring a huge, huge, huge cast. ensemble cast. Uh, Jeremy Renner, Ed Helms. John uh, Hamm. John Hamm. Hannibal Barris. Hannibal Barris. Isla uh, Fisher. Yep. Um, Rashida Jones. Yeah. And some others as well in Just, bit, yeah. in bit uh, parts. Uh, but the concept for this is it's a group of friends, a group of guy friends, who have been playing a game of Tag for 30 odd years yeah every may for 30 years they all get together and they play a, a continuous game of tag yeah um which honestly is such a fun concept for a film it so kind of, i mean it's not even a concept for a film it's actually, yeah. it's like actually what a group of friends have been doing yeah it hits pretty hard that it's based on a true story here yeah i'm sure like the the premise here is that jeremy renner is so good at tag that he's never been tagged and uh they're going to retire the game and this month they're going all out to make sure that he gets, gets tagged, tagged yeah. i'm not sure that's actually the true story that it's based on i'm sure it's just a group of friends that can play a continuous game of tag oh, for sure yeah um well jake johnson as well speaking, jake johnson, speaking yes. of uh our, people we forgot our old levity bot <laughs> um, he's been upgraded dusted off he's back in there and he's providing levity in a film that's full of it yeah so i'm not sure he needs to be there but anyway um, and I, I suppose the other two were action comedies as well there's yeah. a lot of action in this film there is yeah jeremy renner i think dives through no less than two plate glass windows yep, yep. in the trailer um rolling down yep. rooftops uh using like krav maga moves yep. with to, to a, fend off john ham from yeah, yeah. tagging him he's got like uh, Jerry Marin has got this towel and John Hamm's coming towards him with an outstretched hand and in slow motion he's kind of like wrapped the towel around his hand and diverted it away and sort of thrown him off it looks very cool it looks kind of fun uh, I if you'd like if if you'd heard this concept on paper or if you read it on paper or heard it through a particular movie based podcast uh, you might be inclined to think that this is kind of silly. Yeah. Uh, but I think the seriousness that they're going for with the action in terms of the way it's shot and the way they've kind of uh, choreographed it kind of takes a silly concept and makes it fun. Yeah. And, and, and makes it kind of very watchable. Hopefully. I mean, they, they like we said, a lot of really good people on board with this one. Good yeah. actors. Uh, good concept. The trailer looks all right. But yep. um <laughs> said the same of a number of films that uh, haven't panned out that way uh, I think I mean this will hinge uh, on a few things I think the chemistry a, lot, a few of these guys have been in films together before um, mm. and uh, like I quite like Hannibal Barris as a stand-up comedian yeah Jake Johnson's dry humor can sort of work all right given the right context yeah so uh, yeah I don't know if, if they all gel as an ensemble cast and it all sort of works out it could be fun uh, this is interesting. We've we've come across three films that we would probably 
maybe see if they came up and we wanted yeah i mean i don't go to the movies to see a lot of comedies nowadays no. i mean you go to the movies really to watch the uh the big budget action that you can't yeah. really replicate that yep. experience uh, but these are definitely the ones that you sort of see on the streaming service yeah and you go hey you know what uh i've got an hour and a half that i need to sort of fill in and this mm. kind of looks a little mm. bit fun so sure yeah. why not and give it a roll I suppose that bodes well for a certain digital a certain distribution platform, streaming platform, yeah, which, is, which has a bit of a dearth of, of comedic films, if I recall. We've yes. only really got maybe one or yeah. two floating around in there. Book Club was the only one all, that we actually sort of went comedy with, we and it yeah. still turned very supernatural yeah. actiony. But you know, there's comedy elements to it, so. very much so. All right, then I think we're going to have to take these three films and. Uh, pull something from it that we like and create our own I think so. version of it. But before we do that, it's time to head into the green room. Let's go. All right. Ah, yeah. Brisk. All right. Now, I uh, chose the film yeah. last week. So the duty is therefore yours this right. week. So the options are a uh, real stunt uh, coming of age nostalgia film, possibly. Yep. Yep. Like coming of age is probably not the right choice there because even uh, uh, Johnny Nos- Knox. Yeah. yeah, nostalgic. Yeah, nostalgia back in the 70s. Yeah. Life was great sort of film. A period piece, I guess. We have a spy action comedy. Yep. And we have a childhood friends uh in their adult lives action comedy um <laughs> to be honest these all sound the, like movie film studio well, this pitches. is this is the the biggest problem here is that i can absolutely see as having made action point <laughs> i can absolutely see as having made tag yep uh i think maybe five years ago uh this the spy who dumped me may have been the film we made if we yep. watched the trailer for spy probably um so it does make the choice quite tough. Yep. Um, as always, I think we'll draw upon elements of all of them. Yes. But the one that really grabs me mm-hmm. is Tag. Great. And I like the idea of having an ensemble group of childhood friends. Yep. I like the idea of picking an obscure slash slightly stupid childhood game. Yep. And and sort of bringing that forward and seeing how <laughs> how that uh, how that works. In fact, okay. I actually just had a great idea. Yep. Why don't we tell? the story in three parts yep so we tell think, it yep. tell it in 1992 yep and then we also tell it in 2012 yep and then we also tell it in 2042 i i had this exact same idea slightly modified though because i really wanted to take the uh example that boyhood set okay and actually film it Ooh. with the same group of actors over the years so we might not be able to go back to 1990 uh to the 1990s as you mentioned Unless we get our time travel technology working again, yeah, that's that's owned by uh, yeah, it's owned by Sydney uh, Down Under uh, Films. Whatever. Yeah, ah, uh, they can keep it. Well, what if we start a new game now with a brand new set of kids? Yeah, and then follow them for the next thirty years, thirty years or so. Yeah, yeah, like boy, boyhood only went eighteen years. I think it was twelve years. I think it was okay, six, yeah. six to yeah, eighteen right. or yeah. something like that. All right, so we'll, we'll have to trump what um, what he did in that film. I've forgotten the director's name now. Richard Linklater. Richard Linklater. Uh, and just go longer. Yeah. And obviously we're shooting it as a comedy, not as a drama, <laughs> fact of life, fly on the wall kind of thing that Boyhood was. You know what's really great about this? Yep. Is that like we don't actually have to really write jokes or no. like now. Yeah. Where, like the jokes will evolve over That's right. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, how long How long's the film? Uh, ooh. I mean... I mean, an, an hour and a half is probably long for a comedy. Yeah. Like, 
90 minute like normally comedies are anywhere from yeah. 70 to, to 90 minutes I, I think we keep it tight I mean we're going to be shooting 30 years worth of footage so it's, it's 3 minutes per year <laughs> yeah um, sure, like so, so hang, are we, we going to shoot every year as well because I don't think they even did that for Boyhood I think for Boyhood they just shot once every like 5 or 7 years or something and they shot a whole bunch of it and then sort of cobbled it all together so are we going to shoot like every year I like the every year thing, like especially with um, uh, tag. Yeah. Like the the stipulation of the game is that they played mm. uh, in the same month every year. Yeah. So I, I kind of like the the idea of doing the same thing there. Yep. Maybe we don't set it over the course of thirty years. Realistically, okay. uh, we just need to trump whatever Linkletter did yeah. by like a year or for two. A year or two. Yeah. That, that's all we really need to do. Yep. Um, I think the the concept will probably be. Um, I, I mean, in Australia, we don't do summer camps. No. I don't even really know what it means. <laughs> but in America, there's a big thing where they yeah. all go to summer camp. Yep. Um, and maybe that's what we do. It's, it's the same group of friends meeting up for a month yep. of summer camp. Mm-hmm. And then in their teenage years, they are the group cancel- counselors of yep. the summer camp. And then we do the final stage of the movie where they move into their adult lives. Yep. And they use the game as a means of... Um, Staying together. Yep. And what I like about this as well, mm. Boyhood, whilst shot uh, over the course of time, yep. was um, told as a linear narrative. Mm. We can start at oh, the end. Start at the end, yeah. And then when we do flashbacks, yep. it's flashbacks to those same people from 10 oh, years ago. Yes. yes. I th- like that, I think that'd be just like ridiculously good absolutely people will be like geez they got some actors who look like those kids (laughs) no we we shot this over 10 years so our flashbacks (laughs) would be accurate exactly Uh, i love this idea the the summer camp thing does sound a little bit like uh have you seen wet hot american summer yeah Uh, i mean i'm sorry i haven't seen it i've seen of it okay (laughs) okay so there's a a kind of a crossover there in terms of uh the summer camp ideal yep I mean, there's so many summer camp Ameri- but make, American do we, movies. Do we, do we make it more Australian then? Do we set it on like a beach instead? Yeah, okay. Like I mean, a we summer getaway? The, at the, this, this, like the same four parents own holiday houses yeah. uh, on a beach somewhere. And every every summer they go to the, the beach yep. and these kids get to hang out. And they're only friends for sort of like one month of the year. Yeah. But every year that they can remember since they were kids. Ah, brilliant. This is very heartfelt and emotional. And it's yes. sort of hitting all those right notes. So now we need to inject... The action the comedy. The action comedy. So, like, we mentioned, like, Tag uses the mechanic of a game of Tag. Yeah. Is there something similar, some sort of similar childhood game which we can carry through or similar, like, I mean... Or do we make one? I mean, we could. We could, like, last... last it was not last week, the week before we did Billy versus the Machine. Yeah, and I talked but about I mean, we, we... Making up made-up sports from childhood. I, I kind of, like, for me, it's feeling a little stand-by-me. Like, um, <laughs> a little like, bit, yeah. Sort of, like, they there's a shared experience, not necessarily a game. Yeah. But, like... Um, like not, a journey. Not, also a... not finding a dead body <laughs> on a railway track. Um, but but something like that. Like yeah. it's got to be something that they can repeat uh, every every year. Okay, as a as a kind of quest. I mean, this is also Shades of the Goonies in here too. Um, I, just having Shades of the Goonies, I had this idea that if it's a um a beach holiday resort. Yep. I like the idea that there's like an island out uh just like off the coast of where they're staying. Yep. And uh they they. I don't know, they have a boat and they go out there and then they explore the island every yep. year for, yep. for their childhood. I'm like, it's creeping into being a bit of a, like, a horror thriller again because, like, I still feel as though <laughs> I, there's I, a, I, have I still a, know what you here, did last summer element to it as well. Well, then here's what we do, right? We take the boat part of it. So what if this island has always been the MacGuffin for these kids, right? 
So here's the way the film starts like this. All four adults have houses on that island. Yes. Right? But the whole film is about the journey to actually get to that island. And it all started as they were kids building their own like boats individually all right. to race each other to that island, but never ever making never it there. Never making it there. It's a, I'm feeling a bit Gattaca, how they yeah. swim out into the ocean and, <laughs> and then they're like, you know, eventually Ethan Hawke yeah, gives all, up and has to swim yeah, back. I, I, or... I love how we're pulling out all these highbrow comedy you know examples what? here. I had I had an idea yep. that why not every year mm. <laughs> that we go back and flash back to yep. it's a different genre film <laughs> so yeah. like we can do it st- i still yeah, know what yeah. you did last summer oh, for sure that they flash back to we can do a goonies exploring yeah. the caves we can this do is... a stand by me to oh, discover yes. a dead body and so we like every year we go back and film with these these kids yeah. we film like Which, a, a, a different a different three yeah, minute yeah. genre film and so as adults <laughs> as they're reminiscing about their childhood yeah it's just flashing back to but that's it because like as a as an adult when you're reminiscing about stories you always have the scary stories or the fun exciting stories or the uh, triumphant stories and so on and so forth they could all be different films different um, genres in different um, exactly. fields it's perfect and, and as they grow older so yeah. like the, the genres age up as well so yeah. the, the Goonies is like the 10 to 12 year old adventure yeah, yeah. but when they hit 16, 17 yep. suddenly it's the um, I still know what you did like yeah, the yeah, scream yeah. Uh, uh, murder thing I'm not sure even better even better you know how every year or, you know, every film season, uh, there's always a new genre or a genre that sort of a whole bunch of different films are doing. Yes. So we can just do one of those exactly. every year. So in 2022, who knows what type of film we're going to be watching at that point. Could be like a uh, choose-your-own-adventure, 3D glasses, smell-o-vision thing. Exactly. We'll do it. And so the nostalgia factor comes in because... When people go and watch the films, they're just like, "Oh right, yeah, yeah. I remember back in 2019 <laughs> where it was like um, Alf it- made a comeback, <laughs> and it was it was Alf and ET and those yeah, yeah. extraterrestrials befriending yeah. families, and so and then like you know the next when they're flashbacks, it's like, "Oh right, and in 2035 yeah. where." Uh, <laughs> I don't even know where, where, you know, all colour was drained out of film inexplicably right, yeah. due to a virus on the great interwebs. And so all of that's in black and white. It's, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, our film is a beautiful time capsule of, of, uh, of different cinematic styles. So, I mean, Linklater with Boyhood did the whole, I mean, obviously shooting in the past, it was all the fashion and um, the things that were part of pop culture back then. No, no, no. We're all about just what happens in cinema. So if there's been a an absolute surplus in sports-related biopics, yeah, of course we're going to throw that in there into our film. I don't know how, yeah, but we will. Yeah, I, I really like the idea of, of media changing in that way as yeah, well. Like yeah. you were saying, sort of like 3D, virtual reality, yep. sense sort of stuff. Yep. So Maybe one year every film was just animated. Yeah, exactly. Well, it okay, could be. we'll just have to do Absolutely, an animated section for our film. This is going to cost... So much money. It's not, though. No? Because if we put money in the account now, it's just going to accrue interest over the next 10 years. And then we'll be able to pull it out for the final year. I'm fairly sure that's how investing works. (laughs) We'll Uh, We'll probably be able to buy the island on that last year. It's true, yeah. And then shoot the last uh, three minutes of the film with the fully grown-up actors. It's true. Um, So the the issue that I see here is, I mean, casting is going to be... Ooh. I mean, we can't cast regular people. No, we regular can't cast regular actors. actors, no. And I don't think we did uh, with Billy versus the Machine is take kids of actors. I, I legitimately yep. think we just do a, a whole bunch of unknowns like they did with uh, the kid from um, Boyhood because uh, 
otherwise people cotton yeah, on yeah. And, and you know see I have a better idea I think we need to take inspiration from a film we've taken inspiration from before uh, The Truman Show yep. and just adopt four babies like as a studio we become parents we adopt four like children and uh, we grow them I think I mean I'd rather adopt four eight year olds okay because I kind of feel as though they need to be I mean, realistically, they need to be 30 at the point that they're, like, yeah. reminiscing about their childhoods. Yep. I mean, ideally older, but, you know, sometimes, you know, we don't have that okay. much time. Yep. Um, so, so get, get them at around about seven or eight? Yeah. Or um, four kids? We'll adopt all of them. Legally adopt all of them. And do, yep. do we not tell them? Like, Truman Show not tell them? No, no, they, I think they... I think we can tell them. You've just, I mean, you've just I've exponentially... A, a huge kettle of fish here. Yeah. I think we tell them. Like it would, I don't want to go through, like, because what if they become self-aware? But the issue, and then they the leave? issue here is that with Boyhood, Richard yep. Linklater only needed that kid to act for like a, a week out of the year. True. And then his actual parents paid for food and boarding <laughs> and education. This is true, actually. You're suggesting that we take on that entire <laughs> financial burden for four kids. For only three minutes a year. Yeah. For, for like 15 years. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. It's a bit overkill. I don't think we have the budget for it. We probably don't, no. Um, we'd have to sell off a lot of assets, I think, for that. Um, okay, we won't do that. But yeah, we'll, we'll go out and find four kids, eight years old, uh, who we can sort of mould in the movie film studio's image uh, and then give them back to their parents once the <laughs> filming is up. Exactly. Yeah, so I mean, the the only thing then that I need to know about this film mm. is what has what's the uh, the reason that they're all reminiscing? If we're starting in the present and then flashing yep. back, yep. I've never seen the film The Big Chill. Neither have I. But I feel as though people have come together over the death of one of the characters. Oh yeah. So I kind of like that idea. Maybe one of the four friends has uh, died. Has died. Do we do we need to? Do they actually need to have died, or is this just a in the film story itself. Um, that's uh, information that I'm not uh, <laughs> comfortable disclosing right now. Okay. I um. Yeah. Yeah. I, so one of them is one of them's not there. I was actually listening to something today, and they mm. were talking. It was an actor from The Walking Dead. Yep. And they were saying that uh, people were acting a little bit strange around him at the start of the season. Yep. And they had meetings with like the showrunner and said, "Oh, here's your character's arc for the season." Yeah. And then like they were doing like a, a read through for episode six, and and then it's just like, and then they look at the the deer carcass really strange. He's like, "Why are they looking at it strange?" And the the writer who was like running through is just like, "I'm not sure." And just sort of walked <laughs> away. And then like the director came in and had a sit down with him, saying, "Yeah, you've got four more weeks on set. Your character's dead." <laughs> um, uh, I think it would have been much more humane if they just killed him. Just kill- <laughs> No, no. Obviously, obviously the obviously for legal reasons, uh, the kids all survive. They all in survive. Real life. Hey, look, we we're not adopting them. No, it's, it's they're not ours. They're the parents' responsibility. Um, okay, so one of the characters dies, and it's the three of them on that island that they now own, uh, and they're reminiscing about how they came to be. Maybe they're getting one of the, they're getting buried on the island. Yeah, but we don't say that. Like the the last shot is it panning back. Yep. And they've buried their friend on the island. Uh, so okay. you up until that point you'd think it's just like they've just all got together to to for a funeral. Yep. But as we pull away there's like oh no they reach that goal. That goal yeah. from their childhood that no matter what 
you know, alien encounter friend, Alf style, <laughs> um, Mac and me style um, buddy came along, no matter what sort of, uh, uh, you know, Indiana Jones type adventure, no yeah, matter yeah. What, like what... Uh, uh, historical biopic, yeah. political intrigue, H- film. political intrigue, yeah. newspaper um, printers, uh, publishing government, a, a ton of film that Shia LaBeouf is in, yeah. <laughs> just like 2006 when he was in every film. Uh, yeah, that's the other thing. Like, if an actor's like really hot one year and they're just in a whole bunch of different films, we have to cast them in that's our. That's true. I mean, and and that way we can still have like by the time. 30 years has rocked around. I, don't, I can't remember how long it's going to be shot. Yeah. We, we'll keep shooting until we find the film in there somewhere. <laughs> we'll keep shooting until one of them actually dies. That's not a bad idea. Just naturally. And, and, and that way, it's not on us. Yeah. We didn't do anything. Exactly. Um, they passed away from natural causes. Yep. And then these three people who had been actually shooting together yep. every year since they were kids yep. actually does come together for yeah. the funeral. Yep. And we, like, we don't even... This is the brilliant thing about this. Like, these mm. kids don't even need to be good actors. No. Because the scenarios that we're putting them in... Are just... Like, are, we're just getting that raw natural emotion from absolutely it. yeah who cares what kind of fantastical worlds they've been comped into via cgi <laughs> yeah i mean pretty much if if we're doing any genre from like the last five years yeah. we just shoot them on a green, green screen, screen yeah and just whatever background we sure. want to put in from yep. there um <laughs> uh do, do we want to come up with um we're gonna have to come up with a ca- characters, oh, characters or, yeah, like, yeah. or personalities for for those yeah. or I, I mean, mean like the stand by me template kind of fits quite well so you've got the, like the uh the brusque kind of uh weirdo who is um you know lights fires and and does all that kind of stuff who's uh, this one like is that river phoenix no, no, Corey no, no, no. feldman or Corey feldman's character right. who's kind of like the lone gunman of the of the group but isn't he like big mouth just doesn't keep talking or am i thinking he's the mouth in the goonies you're thinking of the mouth in the goonies oh, right. yeah okay sure. no because he's in this one he's like there's a scene in stand by me where he's standing on the railway tracks and there's a train bearing down on him he's just like i'm just gonna stay here and he's like i'm i'm so tough and i'm so big and, and then all the other kids have to like show like pull him out of the way um so you've got that kid you've got the kind of like stoic heroic kid that's the river phoenix river character phoenix. you've got the um the plain kind of more shy one that acts as the kind of main protagonist yep so the will wheaton the will wheaton character and then you've got the fat kid yeah i, I actually like in in the same way that jerry o'connell was yeah. a really tubby um kid <laughs> yeah and then like a super buff adult yeah, yeah, yeah. i kind of want to see the same, same trans- transformation yeah. all right okay that's all right we can steal the the uh that that sort of um we'll, we'll do some DNA testing I think on these kids so you know you can just go to like a website yeah. sign away for like a DNA yeah. kit we'll we'll get like as part of the audition process for these yeah. kids they'll just have to do a swab just and a, a DNA swab DNA swab we'll see what their genes are looking like and if we're like yeah yeah that's that's looking like this kid will be fat <laughs> but they'll make a transformation into yeah. buff Ooh. a la um Jerry O'Connell. Jerry O'Connell. Great, we'll cast this, him. This kid looks like he has maybe like a congenital heart problem and, and may pass away at 35 instead of like, instead of all the way at 72 because we don't have time to wait 72 years for one of these kids to die. That's a little bit morbid. But, you know, the, the miracle of modern medicine means yeah. that we have the, the DNA power yeah, to do this. By like 2035, who knows what the medical landscape's going to look like. Those kids may live forever. I mean, this is... This is we a might kid, be dead before a very we get to finish shooting. Problem. Or maybe then they come together over the death <laughs> of the two film producers yeah. that had brought them together to film <laughs> to this film. To finish fil- the film, yeah. yeah. And then they're standing over our graves. 
exactly. on the island. On the island. Yeah, great. I and, actually, and I kind of like that idea a little bit more. It's less, <laughs> it's less suggestive that we may have murdered kids, and this way we, we never have to watch this film, which never yeah. could very well be a massive train wreck. <laughs> and to make things like perfectly authentic as well it will be our bodies being buried in the sand on that island as absolutely. well absolutely um and that way we can re-, re bring back the streak of us casting our skeletons in our films yeah um by literally having yeah our corpses buried in sand <laughs> with our actors standing over us i love this all right fantastic all right one all last we, thing all we need is a name for this film um now name's gonna be quite tough because we can either go for something uh, again, in the standby meme mold, boyhood, very, uh, uh, very kind of emotional or nostalgic or, or quite um, nice and fluffy. Or we need to go for something more comedic. You know, the the kind of game night book club. Um, I, I, th- I like the the boyhood mold. Yep. Um, it's quite. It's sort of like it says something. This is yep. like a period of life. Mm. Uh, even I don't know, like I don't know, I don't know where to where to go with this one. Um, so mine mine would be something like friendship, friendship. So like if you're going with boyhood, you're the, taking you're the, taking a yep. a concept of like this is what about what about like the good ship friendship? The good ship. That's a really really horrible name. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, there's, there's. I like where you're going with friendship. Though. I think friendship and and like the island possibly has has to have something to do with it. Yeah. If, that, if that's a goal that they're trying to get to the island, yep. through some sort of ship. Yep. Um. Then was it? There's a few like the bridge to Wiseman's Cove or yep. bridge to Terabithia. Yep. Or com- two completely different films, as far as I'm aware. I mean, I think they're both like young adult books that I sure. was forced yep. to read during okay. high school. But like, it's it's got this sense of like there is. A, a way of getting to mm. a place, yep. which I kind of like the concept Over of. Over the River Kwai. Yeah, br- like there's that. bridges everywhere. Bridge of Spies. Yep. Um, <laughs> well, okay, uh, so bridge. Uh, I, but is there a bridge? Maybe that's the mm. thing. Maybe... Yeah, maybe in the future, maybe there is a br- bridge being constructed as yeah, well yeah. over time. So we're but, constructing yeah. a bridge to the island whilst there's like every, they try and swim out there one year, they try and build a raft yep. one year. Yep. And eventually like it's a time lapse of this sort of bridge being constructed. Great. And for some reason that takes 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how long bridges normally well, I, take. I also out. love that like every year that they come back to build the bridge, their like expertise in building that bridge grows. So it starts off as the most rickety oh, piece of right. crap. So they're, they're seen. building and rebuilding the bridge yeah, yeah. every and, time they go yeah, out. By the time it gets to the end, it's like this beautiful, like steel pylon concrete backed suspension yeah. bridge. I think one of them like get, must have get a job as like yeah, a, yeah. a civil engineer yeah. or something like that. But like that. It, the bridge is in like are 30, we, 30 different stages. Are we dictating the career path of these kids <laughs> yes, already? Yes, we are. Yes, Absolutely. we are. Absolutely. Um, um, we will use that DNA testing to see if, you know, what their eyesight is like and uh, manual dexterity <laughs> and uh, I don't know what... I Who knows what these DNA career tests... Career predisposition. Yeah, yeah why yeah. not? Uh, um, so long as one of them is civil or mechanical... Yeah, uh, civil yeah. engineer is bridges, so... Yeah. All right. um, so uh, the bridge to Friendship Island. There we go. <laughs> um, I, I was thinking bridges of Madison County just because I'm still trying to come up with actual... Uh, um, building bridges, building bridges, or even just bridges or the bridge, Bridges Jones's diary, <laughs> um, yeah. bridge of friends, See, bridging the, friends. The bridge like sounds too much like a thriller. Yeah. Um, well, one year it might be a thriller, and bridges sort of sounds like a 
bad, like a really bad sappy romance. Bridging, um, bridging the gap. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking like even like the Tree of Life has yep. kind of that cadence that like the bridge of or the bridge over or <laughs> can we name the island and have it the bridge to something island? Yeah, absolutely, and not Friendship Island because that just sounds <laughs> stupid. Um, my my other thought here was that. Every year that mm. we make the film, mm-hmm. we call the film something different. <laughs> okay. And the only stipulation is that it has to have the word bridge in it. Okay, great. And that way, like we're doing with so much of the film, <laughs> we pass off the responsibility yeah. <laughs> to future Isaac and future AJ. Yeah. Um, and so, like, maybe, you know, like, how it's uh, in, like, Mad Libs, yep. there's, like, the underline the to underline, represent... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, missing words. Yep. It's missing word, bridge, <laughs> missing word. And like every time it flashbacks, we like wipe out the two words yep. either side and we replace it to, to okay. say the, oh, so the, the, the genre So it's missing word, bridge. We're not going to do the bridge? No, no, no. It's, it's, it's missing word, bridge, missing word. And every year <laughs> we have to come up with something that fits that format <laughs> that describes All right, okay. the type of film that we're doing. I love it. That's That's a fantastic idea. And that actually works quite well. So every... So in this film, when you're watching it, every three minutes there's going to be a new opening title yes. with the new name of the film yeah. and a complete change in aesthetics, in genre, in um, uh, style, everything. It's yeah. just going to change every three minutes, but we're still going to use the same cast. Possibly not Possibly not every three minutes. Every every time we jump back to the present yep. and one of the characters starts retelling, retelling the story, a story, okay. then it jumps back and it's a new film yep. with a new bridge title <laughs> sort of... Uh, yep. I love it. So we'll shoot for, let's say, 15 years. 15, ye- 15 uh, years. So is- long as it's longer than Lynch Linklater. That is a long... <laughs> it's quite a long... Actually, I think he did shoot for 15 years, so he might have to shoot for, like, 20. Yeah. I mean, as you said, like, uh, the the length of the film is now determined by the length of our lives. Because <laughs> uh, the moment... I mean, I'm, I'm fairly sure it's preordained that we are both going to die at the same time. Probably, yeah. On the yeah, same yeah. day, by the same... It's, uh, it's actually contractually obligated. <laughs> It is. It's part it's, of the contract I signed when I joined the studio. Um, and so, I mean, the, the actual length of the shooting will be dictated by how long we end up living. Okay. Um, this is, so it could be a lifelong project for us. It then. could be. It, it could very well be. Yep. Yep. Uh, excellent. All right. I think that's a wrap on missing word, bridge, bridge. missing word. Uh, there's got to be a better way of saying it. Um, what did they, I think in, in Mad Libs they say blank. Yeah. Blank, blank bridge, bridge, blank, blank. blank. Wasn't it two? Oh, it could be. I, I think I think it gives us a bit more scope. Yeah. So blank bridge, blank blank, blank bridge, blank blank. Great, love it. Uh, <laughs> I think that's a wrap. I think it is. Uh, housekeeping, as per usual, we are on the internet. We are at moviefilmstudios.net, where you can find all of our previous episodes, some bios of us, and our Mephuzawudder page, which lists every single film that we've ever created on this here podcast, including plot synopses and our cast as well for each of these films uh we're on facebook where we post emoji clues as to what trailers we've watched in next week's episode how are you gonna do with these ones uh who knows uh i'm action looking at them point action point yeah. like there's this there's clear point, point. Yep. spy who dumped me could be done yeah. tag, tag people running yeah. away from each other could or okay. towards each other yep. uh, it's, we, we've we had, had I, we had a, a, a lukewarm response to some of my clues this week. I'll say that I had a, a fist and six gemstones, yep. and I'm like Infinity Wars. They're trying to get six gemstones into a fist. Is it uh, six? It is. Oh, okay. uh, I, I googled oh, you this. Googled it. Uh, okay. Because um, I, I thought it was four. I, I thought it was five, and apparently it's six. Okay. Um, uh, no one seemed to get that one. 
Um, Someone got adrift. Adrift, yeah. yeah. Like, right away. I'm like, wave boat wave. I'm like, <laughs> uh, that's, that's a bit obscure because no one knows. If it, and like literally five minutes later, yeah. uh, someone's like, is it adrift? I'm like, yeah, it is. And then the, the two biggest films, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Yep. Thumbs up for Fantastic. <laughs> a whole bunch of beasts. And then a picture of an arrow pointing to a map. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. No one got it at all. Uh, so we'll see how it goes this week. Um, yeah. Well, look, we're not trying to make it easy. So No, uh, but we go. are trying to get people engaged we would like to get people engaged look if you um just on that if you know anyone that might enjoy the madcap antics of two hollywood movie producers and want to hear it in audio form please feel free to send them to our website or send them to our facebook page or send them to itunes or yeah. to podbean or wherever they get podcasts uh because they're missing out they are they're absolutely missing out on absolutely, the fun yeah. or maybe people are deliberately not telling their Possibly, friends yeah. so they have less competition with the emoji clues <laughs> I think that's probably why. That's absolutely what's happening. <laughs> okay. Um, and we're also on Twitter. If you like what looks like a bot posting to a Twitter page, <laughs> then please follow us on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, look out uh, in the not-too-distant future for some new and exciting things happening on YouTube as well. Yes. Uh, we should be putting up some stuff there. Putting up some little tasters, some little samples, yeah. little morsels of So, of I mean, again, goodness. if you say, I, you know, I listen to this podcast, I quite enjoy it. If you want a, a sample of it, you, yep. then we have somewhere to, to point you to, yep. uh, to to have little... Yeah. Because, like, imagine this way. If you're, at a, if you're at a nice restaurant and you're having a nice meal and you're like, oh, this is really great, you should try it. You don't just pick up your entire plate and dump it on someone else. That's no. not really good practice. Uh, you want to give them a taste. You give them a little <laughs> forkful of it and then they'll be like, oh, that sounds delicious. I think I'll get my own. And then they can. So I, I thought you were going to go with, you know, at the, the ice cream places, how they yep. give you the little, little thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I never use, like, so to me, yeah. people are like, oh, can I try the choc caramel swirl? Yeah. Uh, and they give you a little taste. Oh, can I try the mint choc chip? Oh, my God, it looks like. Can I try the ramen raisin? I'm like, just, just pick it and deal with it. If, if you make a decision and it's bad, then you live with it. Um, That's right. If you decide to listen to Movie Film Studios, you have no choice exactly. but to continue listening to it. By my mentality, if you do like download the um, uh, podcast, put it in your ears and listen to it, yep. and you have to power through it. The whole if- thing, yeah. <laughs> so... No tasters for anyone. No tasters. No, I think the tasters are a great idea. I yep. just I think people abuse the system a little bit too much Probably, and uh, yeah. uh, oh, end they, up they holding up the line. Yep, yep. Especially with a podcast line, people you know queuing up to yep. listen to us. The worst are the people that have the tasters and then just leave and don't order anything. Yeah. So if you do that to our podcast, you, we will know. We, we will. will. Having said that, it will increase our view account on YouTube. Absolutely. I think there's some way of monetizing that, like zero point zero zero one cent yeah, yeah. per view or something. Absolutely. Uh, in the same way that a certain sewer construction company has monetized <laughs> a certain pirated movie that they've put on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's it for this um, week. Yeah. All that remains is to thank you once again for listening. I've been Isaac. And I've been AJ. Roll credits. Watch me.